Hi everyone, welcome to the Painters Podcast with Nigel and Glenn. In today's episode, we're covering the red flags of some of the crazy customers we've encountered. A word of caution, this might offend some people, so be careful whom you share it with. Why these life suckers should be avoided like the plague. So today, as we go through uh, this, this episode, we're going to start to look at all of the crappy clients that basically mess with your mindset, make you and your team completely less motivated, and really explore the fact that they're complete profit killers at the end of the day. You end up going back a hundred times to do touch-ups and, and callbacks and all the rest of it, and you're completely demotivated as well. Um, you know, the other thing is nobody really wants to do a good job because of these clients, and they're just they're, because they're assholes it just creates too many problems for you. You end up being behind schedule, not only on the job that you're on, but also on the other job. And then the other client gets upset. So then you end up with a snowstorm of crap. Uh, basically, sometimes you get a string of these over time and then from one job to the next job to the next job before you know it, a week's gone past, a month's gone past, a quarter's gone past, and then all of a sudden you've lost a whole quarter's worth of net profit. And you've got to remember these crazies are out there everywhere and it's super important that you find out and be able to spot them and use your gut to catch on to them. It's not like they'll introduce themselves as, hi, I'm Crazy Karen and I'll send you an SMS at eight o'clock tonight with some photos of some fly shit on the walls. So in today's episode, we're going to list 15 of the crazy customer profiles we've encountered over the years to keep you and your business sharp and more profitable. And the first one that we're gonna hit with today is the helper. So the helper, they're the ones that I can save money if I help. I've done some painting before, I've been involved in, I've painted my fence, I've painted my kid's room. So if you want, I can actually help you and get through the job faster to save a few bucks. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, th these guys, um, they, they really piss me off because they don't do a, like they want to save money on the job primarily due to the fact that they're going to do a half-assed job doing other things like hey i've had guys that have said hey if we do all the prep can you just paint and it's like no 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 no, no. <laughs> it up in this builders bog all everything filled with builders yeah, bog yeah 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 it's just, you know oh if it, you know i'm going to replace you know i'll uh, i'll replace all the carpentry work uh, or i'll replace the rot and i'll do this and you know and then you turn up and as you said like you know they may have said that they're going to patch this hole or they're going to do this and then it's a freaking it's it's four inches thick of builder's bog and it's like what am i supposed to do chew it off you know yeah. um and you know they just have a completely outrageous uh expectations for how much their time is actually worth they they want their time to be valued the same or more than than what we would charge. Yep, that's exactly that's, it. But it'd be like us saying to them, hey, listen, we'll go and do your job. You're, you're, you're a doctor, we'll come and do your job for you. You know, so because we, we can jump on Google and do that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, um, it, it, it's just, yeah, you need to avoid these people because they're just, um, they're just white time wastes. Um, yep. The, you know, the, the, the next one is the precision specialist. Okay, so these guys uh, are very, very dangerous, the precision specialists, because their whole job 
is all about being precise. So what kind of people have jobs that are precise? Okay, so you've got surgeons, you've got doctors, you've got freaking engineers. Engineers, I hate engineers. I've had, <laughs> you know, this freaking mining boom that's made all these engineers wealthy. The worst thing it could have done for bloody painters uh, <laughs> and <laughs> trades. Um, you know, so these precision specialists, uh, you, you know, generally they've got a lot more money than you so they've got a lot more backing behind them to screw you but they're because they're so interested in in things and not people and particular details um it's very easy to come unstuck with these guys like they're the type of people that will read the scope of work and and start questioning how many coats of paint have you put on and have you done this in this sequence and has this been drying for the recommended 36 hours or something and it's just have you, have, have, you, you painted, have, have you painted the tops and bottoms of the doors? I actually have one I can remember going around with a mirror looking underneath the doors. Yeah. Didn't want the doors taken off. No. You know, because that'll unsettle everything. But happy to, to check, well, why have you painted that? <laughs> I had a, I had a, a woman engineer once, yep. the tops of all the door frames. Now, i got no problem gapping and painting the top of a window or a door frame as you come down the set of stairs because yep. it looks like shit. Okay. Yeah. It was in a hallway of a dingy old bloody uh, shitbox house uh, out in the middle of nowhere. It was all asbestos. And yep. literally she got her phone and she's going around on the tops of all the windows, low set, <laughs> in the hallway, like you haven't gap filled the top of the door frame and painted the top of the door frame on like the top edge. Yeah. And it's like, what? No, no, no. You just, you, you've drawn it straws here. You know, um, so yeah, uh, adjustment to the contract from this point forward for those people. Yep, 100%. And oh, another one with them is the hallways. I can remember getting a <laughs> phone call <laughs> and, um, you know, oh, there's, there's, all the walls look really, really bad through the hallway. There, there's, <laughs> you know, just, there's these lines running through the middle of the walls. Yeah. And so you go out and, and have a look and say, well, where are you talking? Oh, no, you only see it at night. Yeah. Because the natural light coming in through the through the door is throwing its shadows and things like that. But when they've got the down lights pointed on the walls, all you can see, of course, is the plaster joints, which is, well, you're meant to fix that. Well, how do you fix it? Well, well you know. It's, that, a, it's a substrate. That's, that's easy. We'll put, yeah, we'll put texture coat on it for you. That'll hide yeah. it, you know, on the interior of the hall walls. It, it's they just they're unrealistic expectations are just at times you know crazy, but I'm sure that that most listening to this have, have probably had an issue along the, along those sorts of lines at some stage or another. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, I've, yeah. I've encountered them. I yep. think you've encountered them. Everyone's encountered them. Everyone's encountered them. So yep. Now for number three, we're looking at the quiet micromanager type. The people that, you know, sort of seem disinterested at the time of the quote, but then when they accept it, look, look the out. Hell out. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden. Yeah. Oh, we've, we, you know, they, they need to know every single little bit of every single step as you go through. Why have you put this coat on? first why haven't you waited your time to to between drying of coats you know i can remember on the outside of a house having someone sitting with a chair while i was painting and actually yeah. watching to make sure that the right number of coats were being you know done on the job 
you know, why are you doing it in this order? Why aren't you doing that first? Those uh, types uh, of things. We, um, we had this, uh, so I quoted this job, and this is years ago, uh, and it was at Brackenridge, um, and, you know, it was for this Indian fella, and we, I went out there and, you know, he could barely speak the language, but I was able to, to, to sell the pants off him, which was great. And we had to paint the whole outside of his low set. Uh, the front of the house was getting rendered, you know, fairly straightforward, right? Yep. Anyway, painters start working. And this guy was fit this to a T. He was quiet. Yep, yep, I want this. Yep, yep, with this. Okay, great. Okay, cool. Uh, and then... After the boys started, that's when the micromanagement started. He pitched a freaking lawn chair outside. Yep. He sat outside with his bloody book and, a, and an umbrella, and I'm not shitting you, and he <laughs> watched the guys, and the, the boys got so angry, just the fact that they were on display just continually, um, you know, they, they basically quit on me they're like oh, i'm not dealing with these work conditions you can jam your job in your ass um and basically we had to, i had to go out and have a chat to him and say hey like you can't you can't and because he's from another another country and this and that it, it but i don't even think that really matters where he's from it's just that's the type of person he is turns out this guy was an engineer yep there you go there you go so that then rolls back to the uh you know the, the previous one, the precision specialist. <laughs> yeah, you get so, these people compounding it. Like once we go through this list, you guys will start to be like, oh, crap, I had one of those and one of these. And like the, these these people experience these characteristics and they compound. So if you're lucky, you'll get like just one. But sometimes you can get <laughs> compounding idiots. Yeah, uh, yeah um, most definitely. Most definitely. So this, this next one... Um, I got a, a story about this next one. And, um, you know, it, it, this next one is uh, the, the traumatic experience customer, right? So, you know, everybody goes through these traumatic experiences in their lives. You know, their, their, their loved ones get ill. Uh, you know, their husband dies, their wife dies, they're divorced. I don't know, they lose their kids. All these different, you know, um, you know personal problems that, that yep. people have. Um, but these ones, they let their personal crap throw over onto to, to us as contractors, and like we're not we're not Doctor Phil, you know what I mean? We're just I'm just here to paint your house, lady, you know what I mean? Um, so the the story that I got for this one is um, we 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 quote this lady's house, and her, her elderly parents are in there, and what have you, and then uh, you know then we go and we win the job, we start prepping the job, we start painting the job, and then midway through the job, the lady's like like just super stressed because she's dealing with all these other trades from NDIS and stuff. And then she starts crying and starts carrying on about the colours and, you know, she's just not sure about everything and it's just so much pressure and, you know, she, you know she's been through a lot, I get it, because her elderly parents are sick and stuff like that. But it's, at the same time, it's like we're just, we're just here to paint your house, you know. Um, and so these, these customers, what, what I've experienced in the past is, you know, you can get them that, literally are kind of okay to deal with like that lady we gave her a hug and stuff got her a bunch of flowers and you know she was kind of cordial she's good but we've had other ones where you know they've they've been abusive they've like you know they've taken all of their traumatic experience out on us when there's the the the, the simplest of problems that happen when you're working with people do you know yeah. what i mean 
Yep. Yep. Hundred um, percent. The the yeah similar thing as well with the oldies. You know the oldies. They generally what I've found is that they struggle in getting someone to talk to. You know, you'd mm. go and you'd have a, a widower or a widow, and and you'd go to the and do the the painting job. I'd find what I had to do. I'd I'd identified at the time of the quote because you'll turn up for the quote oh would you like a cup of coffee oh would you like a cup of tea oh I've got made some you know knowing you were coming I've baked a cake or some biscuits or something like that and they just want someone to talk to and you know when you send your contractors there that they're going to just talk to them you know I had one um over Cooper way that yeah and we we did interior exterior always sent the same painter one of my older guys a Bosnian guy who was really really good with the oldies they absolutely loved him and but i'd have to allow an extra couple of days on the job because they'd have morning tea with him you know they'd bring out a cut at 10 o'clock here, here come and have a cup of tea i need you know let's have a chat so he'd be continually affected on his workflow he knew how to handle them and and would you know okay i need to get back to work now i need to keep going okay no worries no worries you know the the windows would always be barred shut the windows were closed you'd never you know and they'd be in the living in the little hot box you know yeah. that's that's what i always found when i was you know identifying that at the time of the quote you know and yeah as i said we did multiple you know she could only afford to get one bedroom done at the time that bedroom suddenly that you'd expect to be a, a sort of 10, 11 hour job would blow out to a 16, 17 hour job, you know, because she just want to talk. Yeah, know? that's exactly and, right. And that's it. So you've got to allow for, for those sorts of things. Nothing wrong with it because she was lonely. But you guys, when you're, you're working out your prices, you've got to identify these little things and, and, you know, because at the end of the day, it's just going to bite into your profit. So... Well Yep. And and that's the thing. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. It's about the, the profitability of the job. Yep, that's exactly it. So we move to the next one. The Oma something guy. So, and they expect a discount or some sort of entitlement or, you know, those types of things. So you need to find, well, I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. I'm a builder. I'm a builder. I'm a you know, whatever it might be, you know. I'm the, a real the, estate agent that's got like consistently oh, like houses that want to be painted. So can you give me a better price? Yep. And that's what well, the builders do that. I've, how many times do I hear, oh, I've got a hundred houses to get done this year. I'll give you the whole lot, but I need you to do it for 23 bucks a meter. But it's yeah. a million dollars worth of work. There's a million bucks worth of work to do this year. And oh, the only thing that the majority of painters hear is the million dollars. They don't It'll cost hear, me a million two to do. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> and they don't, they don't get that. You know, and the majority of, of painters, because they don't understand their numbers, they don't understand, you know, that yeah, you, you just physically can't do the job for that price. That's it's as simple as that. You know, I I had a uh, this this woman. And I know I'm coming at you with my stories, right? But this is what it's about. Is, is we're both we've all gone through these. <laughs> we've, we've gone through them, right? And because of the amount of like with you know, with all due respect, guys, with the amount of jobs that we do, we do up to 40, 50, 60 jobs a month. So we deal with 40, 50, 60 new customers every single month. You know, 
it's just the, the the amount of people that we see we get to see these different like so many different experiences um the this woman she was a well put together woman uh, had a young young son husband worked uh, of of a uh, you know european background and uh house was immaculate turned out she was a real estate agent and uh, gave her a price. She called me back out. Yeah, we want to go ahead. We want to have a look. Try to start negotiate. Starting to negotiate. I uh, you know, wanted to drop the price by 30, 40% because she's a real estate agent that's that's stayed at home on maternity leave. And now I get lots of real estate jobs and I can like give you heaps of work if you uh, if you do me a favor. What? You know, like they're out there, man. Don't Don't be bluffed. Stick yep. to your guns. Yep, exactly. Uh, so uh, the, the next one here is um, the, these guys grind my gears. Um, the handyman. I've done this. I'll get that done. And that has to be base coated. And then I'll top coat this. I'll put that door frame on. And the miter will be five mil out of buddy square. And then you, you can chew it off or you can bog it or whatever. And then when you uh, when you actually do do the job and you start like, you know, he starts adding things to the job, like, you know, that was never there. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I, instead of having that door, I decided to replace the door. And it's like, well, now that needs four coats, mate. Oh, well, yeah. you know, and he hasn't got $2 to rub together. Um, and then generally, if you have any problems with these people, they'll go online, they'll post uh these, these long things on Facebook and descriptions and, and forums to try and get other people on these online things to tell them, you know, how it should be done. And these, these online forums are a, are a place for all these other freaking DIYers. And what ends up happening is you just get absolutely obliterated because you have a whole community of fuckwits coming, like educating themselves and yeah, you just get an, your profit gets annihilated. Mate, look at the block. <laughs> look at the block. I don't know if you've ever watched the show. I, I early on in the piece I did, and and I just shook my head. I just said I don't know how they're doing this stuff. You know, everything's ass about, and and the only thing that the the people did was painting. They never sealed anything. They just painted, just slapped the crap on, and and never, you know. But that's what you know, the TV shows are producing and saying, this is how you do it. I, uh, I seen just this yeah. one episode. I was at my old man's house cause yeah. I, I take the kids over yeah. and, um, basically, uh, he had the block on and I never watch it. I don't watch normal TV. I, I don't watch the yeah. news and stuff. And, uh, anyway, they, they had to paint the rooms. And so this woman's like, Oh yeah, we get spray guns. So they got a spray gun from <laughs> Kennard's hire. And then the, the, I don't know that the foreman chippy foreman dude is like, Oh yeah, you just, you know, you, you, this is how you do it. And that, and they're running water through the gun. Then they start spraying it out. They start spraying it out. You know, it's, it's fucked. But my point being is they weren't wearing respirators or nothing. No. And this is like, you know, and, and granted my father's got emphysema from painting. So, yeah. <laughs> and we were watching it and we we're like, what you are all preaching health and safety. You can't have stilts. You can't have this. You can't have that. You, you have to have a roof harness. You can't have, you know, you can't be on a 2.4 meter roof unless you have guardrails. And now you're displaying these idiots using a spray gun with yeah. no respirator. Yeah. What the hell? 
you know. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's absolute rubbish, but that's my personal opinion. Yep. So yeah. So watch out for the handyman guys. That's you know because there's plenty of them out there. So then we move on to number seven, the amendment guy. So this guy always, you know, that, that redacts all the clauses in the contract. So he'll go through and he'll read every single little thing that you've got in your contract. And then he'll say, I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't want to, to you know, um, I don't want to pay a, a, a deposit until you actually turn up on the job. I don't trust you enough, but you're going to do that. Those sorts or of I want people, an amendment payment terms. I, I, I don't want to pay in seven days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to pay on completion. I need time to get my friends all over to have a look at it to make sure that it uh, make sure that we're all satisfied with it. You know, that's and and that's what we get. I actually had one I can remember um, that yeah, payment upon completion, all good. Yep, no dramas under the contract. Well, actually, I'll take a step back and go back to the deposit. Well, your deposits to actually book the job. Mm. You know, it's not to to actually give us money for turning up it is to actually book the job into your scheduling you know because glenn as you know you know you're generally scheduled a month or more in advance you know six eight or ten weeks whatever it is the same as as what uh, particularly at the moment i don't know too many painters that can squeeze much in between now and christmas you know that everyone is busy um and if you want to get your place done you've got to pay that deposit to block that time out yeah, you know that's that's it. If you're not blocking out that time, um, then yeah, it's done. <clears throat> but yeah, I've certainly had lines through contracts and things like that from people when they've sent them back and said, "No, if we don't accept this, we don't accept that." And I know you've done the same. <clears throat> well, the the way that we look at it is, um, okay, so let's just say you had uh, 100 customers go through a certain process of yours, such as payments or such as uh, whatever the process is, okay, let's just take the contract process. 100 customers go through the contract process and 95% of those customers don't have any issues signing it. They just sign it, they accept the terms, it is what yeah. it is. But then three of those customers ask questions and two of them send back redactions. I need this adjusted, I need that adjusted, uh, so on and so forth. Now, the vast majority of, of customers don't have a problem. So what that instantly tells you is it's a red flag for these two people because you don't need that level of micromanagement. They're, they're displaying characteristics of a problem customer, yeah. primarily due to the fact that they just they don't want to be led to the dance. They want to lead the dance. Yeah. So watch out for those ones. They're a definite watch out. Uh, so the, the amendment guy leads into the next one which is the untrusting guy um you know i i don't understand these people you know um no you can't i'm not gonna you know the untrusting customer where it's like no i'm not gonna leave you a key to my house well i gotta use the toilet no i can't leave you a key to the house i gotta go to work can you leave the windows open no i have to be home if i'm gonna leave the windows open can you leave the front door open no i have to be home what do you want me to do paint the freaking door when it's closed you want me to paint the windows shut? Is that what you want? And then you complain to me I can't open the fucking windows. We like, had to. I have. <laughs> I, I've painted them shut before and then got the complaints after. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, and you know, like it's the stupidity of people at the same time. And um, you know, anytime you hear this, you know, 
how can I trust with, you know, this or how can we this or, you know, we don't feel comfortable. And it's like, yeah. well, uh, I hear what you're saying, but the reality is, is you've engaged a contractor to renovate your home. Now, painting is technically a renovation as far as I'm concerned because the QBCC sees it that way, especially in the Queensland industry. We have to pay home warranty insurance, so we're a bona fide renovation, unlike uh, pressure washing or cleaning. Um, we're a bona fide lawn mowing okay we're a bona fide renovation so now you're spending fifteen twenty thousand dollars to renovate every square inch of your house meaning apply a coat of paint over every square meter of the outside of your house and you are telling me that you don't have the trust to open the windows and allow my team who are adults to lock up at the end of the day when the public liability coverage that our that at least our company covers, it would be in your best interest if we burnt the bloody house down because it's a hundred year old anyway. You know, um, sorry, mate, I'm going on a rant here. These people, uh, you're good, <laughs> you're all good. <laughs> so, yeah, so <laughs> you want to add any more to that one? <laughs> no, 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 like we're only halfway through the bloody list and I'm already going red in the face. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, uh, So, okay, we'll move to the next one. The young couple. Now they've just bought their house, they're they're trying to pay it off, they're wanting to reno it and, and all that. And they don't understand that things cost money. You know, it's such a lot of money to to get your house painted. You know, why why is it so much? You know. I have to work for, for 10 weeks of my life to actually just to pay for this to get done. You know, would I be better off taking 10 weeks off work and doing it myself? You know, <laughs> and I know, I know Glenn's got a story about this one because we, we talked about it. So, um, yeah. Every, this idiot said, and it, granted, he was a nurse. So take for that however you want. But um, every dollar I'm paying is a perfect dollar. And I expect perfection in return. I was like, whatever, mate. You know, um, the, these people are not attuned or used to paying for services. You know, could, could you imagine saying to a Toyota salesperson, I have to work for five years of my life or give you five years of my savings to buy this car. And now I have an oil leak. It's like, lady, it's a mechanical car. Like, you know, problems happen. Give it here. We'll see if it's a warranty claim. We'll fix it. Oh, but you know, emotionally, it's just so stressful. And mate, it's it, it, it's it's a mechanical car. Problems happen. You know, we're painting houses. Problems happen. People have days off. People fall off scaffolds. People fall off roofs. People don't read the specification and put two coats on something that should have had three coats. People accidentally break the freaking glass. Like, you know, it's painted by humans, not Tesla's bloody new robots. You know, exactly. there is room for variation. And, you know, the ex when it, whenever people bring up money and how much it's cost and, and all the rest of it, I can guarantee you when you did a quote, when you go do a quote, customers today are getting anywhere between three to five quotes. So however you're placed in the marketplace, uh, there's a high probability that you're probably not the cheapest, okay? Or that, that there was always someone more expensive than you okay yeah. so keep in mind that when these customers are um, complaining to you about how much they've spent or how many weeks of their life you've taken from them um 
just always keep in mind that there was always someone that was there's a high probability that there was someone that charged more than you and they didn't go with them and that's why they went with you yeah um and so our comeback or my comeback to a lot of these is that uh so was there anyone else more expensive than us yeah yeah, yeah. someone was like five grand more, more more expensive okay so you actually got a good deal then <laughs> what can they say <laughs> yeah but the other bloke he was five grand cheaper we should have gone with him well, why didn't you? Was, why didn't you? Yeah. Well, we exactly trust right. him. He turned up in a station wagon and, and you know, covered from head to toe in paint and didn't look the part. I mean, he looked like a painter, but he was really messy. So, you know. Yeah, like people that. make their... What's he going to do they, in our house? They make their commerce decisions. Like, they, they make a decision on the quote, on the scope and all the rest of it. And then once the job starts right they then say things like oh we're just really disappointed that that wasn't included in the quote it's like well can you freaking read like did you ask me to paint it (laughs) like you may have asked me to paint it granted like i don't know maybe you said yeah i want all the window hoods painted you know you know uh granted i sent you a, a, a quote a written quote that had a price on it that had gst calculated that had Bloody home. I even took the liberty of calculating the home warranty insurance for you. And on the quote, there's 20 items between weatherboards to render to this, to this, to this, to this. And then you're going to get upset because the window hoods weren't included. Granted, they weren't included, unfortunately. I'll give you a variation. Oh, but we're just really disappointed that it wasn't included. You'd be disappointed all you want, lady, but it weren't priced. And now it's got variation. Oh, but that's taking another three weeks of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, All right. So uh, the bits bits and pieces guy. So we do, in our business, we do a lot of quotes, a lot of quotes. Uh, And so uh, we have encountered these people where they say to us, oh, um, can I get a quote to paint the inside? And then when you give me a quote to paint the inside, can I get an option for, for with and without ceilings? And can I get an option for with and without the doors? And then maybe can I also get an option for the out? Can you give me a separate quote again for the outside? Um, because I, I'm thinking about painting that in, you know, maybe not this year, but probably next year. What? These people don't even know what it is that they bloody want. And so that's an indication that they're not cashed up. They don't have the resources or they don't have the line of equity or they don't have um you know as painters we start to like just that word that i use line of equity these as painters we don't necessarily uh attribute how they're paying for the job we just think oh yeah they pay the money straight in they must have they must have 20 35000 in cash <laughs> in the bank in their savings account but you know in today's economy you mate you find a person that's got 40 50 grand just sitting in the bank not doing anything saving up for their bloody exterior paint job doesn't happen right doesn't happen so in today's society people go to the bank they get a line of equity they get a line of credit so you know these people that are bits and pieces kind of people they're trying to budget and understand how much line of credit they need and so you're just wasting time typing and typing and typing so you need to be firm with these people and go no no We'll quote this, we'll quote that. Don't waste my time. Yeah, but you're a, you're a free service, mate. 
come on, you're doing these quotes for free. You've you've obviously got plenty of time on your hands to do that sort of stuff because everything's free. It's a free quote. So, Why can't you break it down for me? So <laughs> when you go to a, when you go to a brothel, it's free to walk in, but it's not free to play. Yeah. So you know. And you can't just go there all the time, you know, like you, you, you need to, you know, you, they have to respect your time as well, regardless of if it's free or not. You go to a solicitor. Yeah, it's, it, the, the first 15 minutes are free. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, co- I'll come back 100 times a month and use my free 15 minutes. They're going to tell you to piss off. Exactly. Exactly. But that's how they see it. But that's how the, the client, the, your clients see it. You know, oh, well, yeah. this, is, this is what I want. This is what I need. And, and they don't manage to look outside the you know or understand you know how it sort of works so but then yeah we'll move on to the next one uh the my partner or my family member or something like that is a builder painter or Mm. whatever guy you know, and that's, <laughs> I spoke to my friend and they said that you haven't done that properly. Or I've spoken to, you know, uh, they, the, my brother-in-law who's a painter said that you should be doing this or should be doing that. And that's where mm-hmm. you've got a question. Well, hang on a minute. Why aren't they painting them? If they're yeah. a painter, why haven't you got them doing the job? If yeah. they can do it better or they can do it the right way or, or whatever way they choose to do it. You know, they, we come across those all the time. You know, and particularly not during the job, but at the end of the job. You know, oh my, my, you know, so and so was over on the weekend and had a look and said you should have done this or you should have done that. So what what we've seen is that, um, so when people get their houses painted, um, when you deal with certain people, they're they're good. You know what I mean? They're, they're yep, looks great, looks great, looks great. And then maybe their friends will come around or they're, you know, they'll have a party or whatever it may be. It could be like family come over during the, the holidays and you're in the middle of painting and they come over for the long weekend. Right? And then what ends up happening is um, maybe, maybe cousin Dave or dad or whoever has had a career as a plasterer or as a painter, as a chippy or uh, God forbid, who knows. And then he starts looking around and starts running your company down, running the work that your company down. Oh, I would have done it like this. I would have done it like that. And then the customer or the person of the family, you know, the customer, they end up feeling like they've been cheated. So they have all these negative connotations and then they believe their family member or their, their, their person over whatever industry standard their bloody is and then literally it just it goes downhill incredibly quickly. Um, so, you know, and, and like it's not uncommon for them to like, oh, well, you need to come to site and I'm going to get Builder Dave to come out and he's going to show you all the things that I'm not happy with. And Builder Dave's going to question you like a uh, like uh, someone from uh, criminal CIS. Freaking, <laughs> what's it called? You know what I mean? The, the, yeah. You know, law and order, law you know. Order, crime scene um, investigation. Yeah, yeah. It's just, and then, for you know, and, and as painters in our in our own mind, you know, as people, we're just thinking to ourselves, you can go fuck yourself. But the, the, the professionalism of our company and our small business kicks in and we're like, yeah, well, we want to make you happy. But um, sometimes 
in a professional way, we need to let these people know that we're not walkovers and we shouldn't be walked over because we have a professional enterprise that we have to run and we have to safeguard our company's profits. Yep, 100%. Um, so, yeah. So uh, this next one, if your name's Karen, you're going to get offended. Dealt with a couple of Karens. And, uh, yeah, it's real, man. The Karen effect is real. Um, you know, and... I don't think it was just because of the COVID that made Karen effect real. Like that, that any time now, just due to a couple of Karens that we've had, anytime we get a Karen that comes into the lead center or we get a Karen that comes in through the system, we literally like let everybody know, Hey, like you have to watch out for this one. <laughs> just uh, it's, it, it, is it prejudiced? It's, it, it's, it's name profiling probably. Yeah, it is. Um, but what, that, this is exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about profiling customers. Yep. Uh, we're talking about characteristics and traits. And, yeah, it's a little bit silly that everyone named Karen is going to be a pain in the ass. But, um, yeah, uh, think back in your life when you've had a Karen. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> the universe is talking to you. Your Karen could be a something else. Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we don't, in our in our business, when we have one of these customers, we don't call them Karens. We, we call them something uh, a little bit different. Um, but yeah, um, you need to watch out for the Karen effect because um, they, they will destroy your profits, demotivate you and just uh, destroy your, um, I, 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 I wouldn't say uh, uh, you're just, you're, your momentum because when you're doing really well, you, you transition, you know, you have recency bias. So like, you know, you go from win to win to win to win. You get all these small wins. You have a good job, good customer, good job, good customer, profitable job, happy boys. There's a lot of recency bias going on. But when you get a string of bad jobs, you get recency bias in the same way where you get a lot of losses and you get a lot of shit shit time. And it's just like you're just expecting shitness to turn up the next day. And uh, it's never a good place to be. No, no, it certainly isn't. It certainly isn't. So, and then from there, we move on to the crazy pet owner. Now, we, we all know, you know, um, we've all had those that work certainly in the, in the repaint market. Those in the new housing don't have that same problem, but those that work in the repaint market, you'll have people that, you know, oh, we can't leave the windows open. We can't leave the doors open because the animals will get out. The cats will get out. They're indoor cats. They're, you know, all of those <laughs> sorts of things. And, and it's just absolute ludicrous. So you're having to work around, you know, um, people's animals all the time. And it just makes life really difficult. But you need to identify this at the time of the quote, because if you don't, all of a sudden you're, you're making sure every time that, you know, you've got the cats locked up or the dogs locked up somewhere, you know, I even once had, a, I've just finished a deck. The next thing they've opened the door and the dogs have come flying out because they thought I'd finished the deck. The paint hadn't even been down 20 <laughs> minutes. You know, next thing yeah. there's paw prints all through everywhere. There's paw prints back in the house. You know, all of a sudden it's a bloody nightmare. And, well, you know, and the, of course the customer's going off saying, well, that's your fault. You should have told me. Well, we, I did tell you. Yeah, but I didn't see you'd finished on the deck. No, you were told that you can't let the animals out there for a couple of hours. Minimum. Minimum. And then, of course, if they're running and the dogs have got nails, they're going to scratch the coating. You know, realistically, the coating needs time to cure. They just don't, don't think at all. We, um, 
we had something very similar uh, with a natural timber deck. Yeah. Um, so we sanded it, put one coat on it, came back the next day and they let their dogs out and they had mud and shit on their paws, put it all through the grain of the timber. We tried to wash it, tried to give it a sand, recoated it. And then when we recoated it, it had like mud in the, in the, in the grooves, in the, like yep. the, the grain of the timber. And granted, it looked, it looked pretty fucked. So we, we attempted to fix it at our cost. So we were going above and beyond and um, it just, it just got very toxic because they seemed to believe that, you know, it was our fault. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Um, you know, we've had other customers that have tried to, to charge us for kennel hire. <laughs> kennel hire. Like, come on, man. Like, you put your kids in daycare today and now they put their freaking dogs in daycare. And then they, it, because they're getting the outside of their house painted, they seem to think that if we go a day or two over because it rained or, I don't know, whatever the reason, maybe a guy was sick. Who knows? Like, it's not an emergency job. Yep. They want to charge us for kennel hire. Like, mate, put the dog down for all I care. Like, we're painting the house, not worrying about your dog in a bloody dog motel, yeah. you know? Um, and and it's and most co contractors, because they're, they're generally nice guys, you know, they want to keep their customer happy, they'll credit $100 or $200. Like, it was freaking $100 a day. For two dogs. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not crediting two, three hundred dollars off your invoice because you decided to put your dogs in daycare. Like, get out of here, man. Yeah. No. Um, it's <laughs> and it's real. It's <laughs> That's the problem. It is real. It is real. You know, like even even just the fact of painting someone's exterior and then the customer saying to you, Hey, when you come in and out, can you make sure the dogs don't get out when you open and close the side gates? What? What? Like, this is a work environment. Your whole exterior is becoming a construction site. Legally, it's becoming a construction site. Yep. Right? Now you're telling me that I have to freaking, like, all of my guys that are more focused on painting, be, being efficient, productive, and all the rest of it have to worry about your bloody, like, Cujo. Yeah, and Cujo is like this little yappy thing. That, that can get under the, the, you know, it's like, mate, and then you're going to call me at six o'clock at night and complain that you're out looking for your job. No, no, we don't want nothing to do with it. Yeah. Put it inside. Put it inside. Look at the laundry, whatever you need to do, just deal with that. Yeah. Yep. Put it in a we'll dog cage for like Send it to doggy daycare. <laughs> yeah, but you pay for it. And yeah. you pay for it. Exactly. Uh, this next one, we probably see this a lot more than uh, any anything else. Um, and this is the demanding spouse. So the demanding partner. Um, so this is where you've got, uh, you know, you go to a quote, you deal with the bloke uh, or, the, or the lady and uh, everything's cordial. They're great to deal with and that. And then you start doing the job. They sign the contract that you're there, your point of contact. And then all of a sudden, they're not the point of contact anymore. And, you know, the dragon lady, is now the point of contact and she's like barking at him. And then he's like becoming a hemorrhoid because of, you know, something that she's not privy to, you know, we already discussed this, mate, this is what the scope is, but she's not accepting that. Um, so, the, you know, you also get highly narcissistic males that dominate their partners. Um, and then, you know, the wife deals with it. And then when, you know, he's, he comes home and he's not happy with what's going on and because he's, a narcissistic, arrogant pig, 
you know, it's, uh, it's, it's just toxic. And you also see it in the way where couples can't make decisions around one another. And you can see it by the way that they talk to one another. You know, we've had yeah. customers that have had full-blown arguments over colours right in front of us because she's <laughs> saying, no, I want it this colour. He's going, oh, I don't care what it is. And, you know, and, and we're not Dr. Phil. The, the, the thing is to remember, we're not Dr. Phil. Uh, these people will, will just suck the life out of you. They will drag in all of their relationship problems. Like what we've talked about so far, these are all characteristic traits of people with psychological problems. But this is a relationship problem that you're yep. getting in the middle of. Yep. And uh, you're not Dr. Phil. Just stick to the just stick to the script. We're here to paint the house. What color do you want? If you're not, if you don't have the color to me by this afternoon, we're not coming back for a month. And you can pay me up to date. Yep. Simple. Well, you'd have um, your color specs all, all organized before you even start. You know, I mean, oh, realistically, absolutely. all that sort of stuff should all be done in your pre-production of when you, before you even arrive on the job. So you know exactly what's all that done. But the time that that can take can be ridiculous. Well, and the thing is, is, um, you know, by undertaking uh, pre-production meetings and stuff like that, you can flush out a lot of these things and you can get these warning signs because you can intelligently have conversations with people and almost in a, in, a, in a professional manner, probe people to try and see who am I dealing with? Is it yourself? Is it your partner? And then, okay, well, I need one form of communication throughout the project so that way I can keep a consistent and clear line of communication. Yeah. If I'm dealing with yourself and then I'm dealing with your wife and then your wife has gotten sick with COVID and then I'm dealing back with you and you guys don't communicate to one another because you're busy business professionals, um, I need a central point of contact. No different when you deal with a builder, you deal with a supervisor. And then if, if you say to him, mate, with those balustrades need, need two coats of stain blocking primer because you installed Quilla and not pine. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so you're going to get tanning bleed. So if you don't want to pay us to, to stain block it, we'll paint it. But when it, when it stains, don't whinge at me. Oh, yeah. no, 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 we're not paying for the stain blocker. All right, no worries. You paint the balustrades and then he complains that there's tannins, tannins everywhere. So you tell him to go jump. Now, yeah. when you're dealing with two independent people, you can't have that certainty or that preciseness of your communication yeah yeah makes it all the more interesting so <laughs> yeah which which takes us to the next one which is is i don't know how many times i've heard this one i've got the materials i've got a friend who's a paint rep that can get me the paint cheap they're cheap. Gonna, it'll, it'll cheap it'll it'll save me money if if i'll supply the paint and then you arrive at the job and you say, okay, well, we'll take the paint price off and, and away you go. You arrive at the job and all of a sudden they've got the wrong paints. So I can remember mm -hmm. when I did a lead job and they said, no, 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 we're going to supply all the paint. Our, his, our, 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 my brother-in-law's a paint rep. He's come out and he's bought all the paint out and he's, he's done all that. And we've stripped back and I've had a look and they've supplied acrylic, acrylic undercoat. <laughs> to go on yeah, no. the boards on the exterior of a lead house. Now you've got to put an oil-based primer. Oh, what do you mean? No, he says we can do it with acrylic. Well, unfortunately, lead eats acrylic paint. So you need to have that, that, that oil barrier between it. Oh, okay. And then all of a sudden they've only bought four litres for the suffetes. No, we need, you know, 10 litres for your suffetes. Or we need, you know, they've bought, you know, two 15-litre drums to paint all the boards on the outside of the house. 
Oh. They haven't given you any tape, no <clears throat> no gap filler. And if None they do get gap stuff. filler, they get like, you know, Selly's crap oh, as opposed to, you know, the poly, the stuff that your team's regularly using, the stuff that you guys know how to use. They they get oh. a type of putty that's like, you know, this this it's like a, a water-based putty. I don't even know if they got water-based putty, but you yeah, know, they, they don't use yeah. yeah, but you know, like how you use the Selly's putty, like the in the green yeah. tub, you know, it's got a green lid, yeah. linseed oil putty. That's the good shit. You know, that's and what then, you want on your windows, and that's what you want that, for, for certain things. So there's certain brands of materials and, and sundries that, you know, you guys know that you use. Like for me, when I was on the tools, you know how you get that, that masking film shit? It's almost like automotive masking film, and yep. it's in its own little freaking orange, orange container, and it's got its own it, bit of tape already on it. it. It's absolutely rubbish. Yep. I hate it. Uh, we always used the 3M masking film, not the, the not the masking, the 3M film, but we used the 3M hand masker with, yep. you know, the, the knockoff Dulux film or whatever it was, the Unipro film with, you know, 30 cell tape, easy, no problems. Yep. You know, you're giving me like 20 mil of tape and 10 mil of it <laughs> is stuck to the bloody plastic. like yep. the, oh, And then I get a gust of wind and cut that. It's rubbish. It's up. Yeah. But... Um, they can. They think they can save a dollar by doing it. It actually on on that particular job that I was just talking about there. I reckon that the materials cost them three times what they expected it was going to be. Yeah, and That's, and then you know, you, know you, you, you then you're losing efficiency because you guys are like, you know, uh, this X Y Z paint is garbage. I don't like using this. Yep. And then they they bitch, they moan, they complain. Painters are prima donnas. We all know that. You know what yep. I mean? And. Uh, yeah, it's uh, so if they don't want to include the materials or they reckon they've got the materials, this is what I reckon you do. You tell them that we only include, we only do jobs with materials only and we have to include everything. So you can take all your crap back to Bunnings <laughs> or wherever it came from or we're not interested because you're losing profit on the materials anyway because you mark up your materials. Yeah, or at least you should be. Well, you, you should be at least anyway, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so this one here is is our last one of the day because uh, we've been going for a while. I think mate. we've been going for nearly an hour. Um, yeah. The so when we when we do quotes, uh, it, it's part of our our sales process to to talk to the customer, spend time with the customer, get to know them, and don't just talk about the fish on the wall, but to find out you know how long they've been here and what their plans are and all the rest of it. Because people like to talk about themselves, yeah. but the thing that they also like to talk about is others. And it's really important to be able to identify when someone has an asshole neighbor or has several asshole neighbors or they're the asshole amongst the neighborhood. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, story goes, uh, went to do a quote, uh, looking around the house, trying to identify how we're going to get hide access or the rest of it with the customer. And then the lady next door proceeds to throw open the, the casement windows and then hurl abuse across the like across the chain link fence and be like, you're not putting scaffold in my yard. He's an effing idiot. Yeah, I don't work for him. He'll rob you. Like literally like went off her, her, her head. She was like crazy cat lady. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's fantastic. Really glad that happened. But fair enough, old mate may not have been the asshole in the situation or may have been. However, you don't want to get in, in the same way. You don't want to get in between spouse disputes. 
you don't want to get in between neighborhood disputes either because they're going to call the council there, you know, and then it's going to, like, for all you know, you're doing a house, you don't think it's lead, you're doing some dry sanding and then they call the council and then for all you know, there was pre-existing contamination, you're up for bloody $10,000 to fix it. You just don't need that crap. Um, and not to mention, what about if you do have to put an extension ladder in their yard? It's a no-go. Yeah. Yep. Um, <clears throat> customer's well, going to... Yeah. The, the customer's going to say to you, <clears throat> well, no... Glenn, you gave us a quote to uh, paint the house and it says here all height access equipment included. Yeah. yeah, but that was under the premise, Nigel, that, you know, we could just run an extension ladder over the fence, you know, yeah. because who, who, like who doesn't allow yeah. their neighbours to quickly run an extension ladder over the fence? Yeah. Well, they, they the won't let you. But the arsehole neighbour won't let you, so now you have to abide by what you put in writing. Oh, well, we need, uh, we need a variation for scaffold. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Now, now you're out for four, five grand. Yep. And that's that. Yeah. When you said earlier, I had um, we did a lead. We, we did a lot of lead removal work, and um, I had a house up at Deegan that we were doing, and the boys were there and had it completely tarped up the whole house. You know, sanding away, and next thing got a phone call from Workplace Health and Safety. They're on the site. Neighbours have complained. Everything was fine. I used to train the, the workplace health and safety officers back in the day, you know, for lead and how to deal with it because they didn't know, you know, going yeah. way back. And I special. I don't think they still know either. To no, this day, I still don't even think they know. No. So, but we specialised in that. So there. So the inspectors rung me and said, "Look, I just have given you a quick call just to let you know that we've had a, a phone call from the neighbour. What the hell's going on here? So obviously we've got to follow up and we've come out and had a look. Yep, you covered everything's right. Everything's no." You know, there's never wasn't any problems with anything at all. Um, but yeah, the neighbour just out of interest, out of curiosity, what's going on with that house? And they rang, rang mm -hmm. the council, and then all of a sudden, the next thing, workplace health and safety is turning up. You know, so, so they have to. Yeah, they, exactly. They do. You know, it was, and it was only the second day on the job, so you know, usually they're not that quick. <laughs> <laughs> they know. should have waited a couple of days and turned up when you're in the middle of grinding if they were clever. No, we were grinding. No, the boys, no, the boys were oh, inside yeah. the tarps, you know, so they're fully suited up and the whole, you know, the whole shebang. Um, Perfect. <clears throat> you know, everything was all masked up, all the, the doorways, windows, all that sort of stuff, you know, so no, everything was being done properly um, and he couldn't fault how they were doing it, you know, but then he's banging on the, the, the trestles on the outside through the tarps they trying to get attract the attention of the boys because they are in their grind right. away. So um, you know, so I just told him who was on site. He banged away, and the boys ended up coming down, and and yeah, everything was cool. But going back, it was a neighbour picking up the phone. Yeah, and they they're educated a lot more today than what they used to be. They got the internet today. Back then, they didn't have internet. That's right. They didn't have it then. You know. So, but if they know that. You know, your house has got lead or your house might have a space. Everyone knows about all these things these days. So you've got to be really, really careful. You see it all the time when um, when people pressure wash roofs oh, and yeah. the neighbour knows it's asbestos and that they will still let old mate go up there. Like, yep. What's he doing? He's going to pressure wash that. They, they can see he's setting up the pressure wash. And like most neighbours are nosy, you know what I mean? Yep. They can see what he's doing. They they watch him set up. They watch him put the ladder there. They watch everything, and then they wait half hour, and then they call the council instead yep. of going, "Hey, 
like get like opening the windows and yelling at him, don't you F and do that. Yeah. You know, what are you, stupid? Stop. I got kids here. Yeah. No, they wait because then they know they're gonna get a 50 grand claim. Yeah, that's right. They're gonna get their yard re-renoed. Absolutely. And then and they're gonna get, you know, oh, I had the windows open on my house. Oh, my carpet's gotta be redone. Like, yep. <laughs> you know, um, exactly. it's yeah, it, it, people have their own motives and, you know, even though that as much as, and this is not all customers, like granted, like this is a bit of a, a lighthearted list of, you know, crazy people that we encounter. Not all customers are like this. You know, these are just some red flags that, that you know, from time to time you encounter. But um, it, it, when you're running a commercial enterprise, you know, you, you generally see these people that, you know, want to profit from, you know, any mistakes that you may make. You know, um, you know, customers, you know, oh, I, I thought that was included. They'll try and get you to do something for free, knowing full well it wasn't included, but they're hoping of your generosity. If you do it, let's just say you do 50 jobs a year. So that's one job a week, right? Yep. So I'm just bringing up my calendar, All right? 50 jobs a week. Um, 50 jobs a and year. let's just. No, sorry, 50, yeah, 50 jobs. 50 a week would yeah. be good. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. no. That, that need to do 50 a week, man. Um, you know, uh, so let's just say what? Let's just say you waste for one man five hours a week just arbitrarily touching up things that aren't yours, maybe painting a window hood that's not your, that wasn't included or step yeah. tread or just whatever it takes to keep <clears throat> Mrs. Jones happy, right? So let's just yeah. go five hours a week times that by... Let's just say, like, and I'm going low here. Let's just say forty dollars. So that's two hundred dollars a week, just out of your back pocket, evaporated. Now let's yep. times that by fifty a year. That's ten G's, not including materials or or actual uh, cock ups from you guys. So, you know, uh, if you're on, if you if when you do your taxes and that, you're only making seventy G's a year. I just found you ten grand a year. Um, and, you know, that could be added to your bottom line. Stand your ground. Hit these people up for variations and don't give in and do things for free because we run a commercial enterprise here. Yep. Um, so on that note, yep. um, you know, th there's a ton more that we probably wish that we could cover in today's episode because I, you know, um, how many other red flags could you come up with? <laughs> you know. Oh, there's plenty. There's, there's plenty. So, you know, if you guys uh, want to put your comments in the, in the, in the comment section below on, on what you think about this list and any crazies that you've had personally, uh, that would be awesome. And um, we'll probably make another one of these because I'm sure there's more we can come up with. And uh, yeah, we can, we can then do another one on, on anything that you guys come up with as well. Sounds great. Thanks again, Glenn. Great to catch up and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Have All right, mate. Day. You have a good day. See you, mate. Bye. We'd like to thank you for taking your time to listen to today's edition of the Painters Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the stories and we look forward to catching up with you again soon. Bye for now.